0: Jake how are you
1: I'm doing pretty good
0: yeah you're having a sickening week
1: yeah week in Austin the city's uh the city's dope I'm doing the doing the Austin experience
0: yeah you're doing the entire Austin experience you did Rogan that dropped yesterday right yeah yeah that was crazy and then you did kill Tony yep yeah I've only been in the audience for that one so you're uh, already killing it
1: yeah that was tough because he's so quick it's like hard to even say anything he's just go 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 but it made it easy I just sat there and kind of watched him said a couple words
0: were any of the actual comedians good?
1: I think like two of them. And then some other ones were just terrible versus like kind of embarrassing. Oh
0: God. Yeah. See, the thing with me and going to comedy shows is like, I can't just go to one where there's like average comedians. I have to go straight to like a Joe Rogan show yeah. where I know I'm going to consistently laugh because I feel like I'm waiting for them to not be funny.
1: You're more laughing at the comedians not being good because they come up, do a one minute bit and most of them just totally tank. And then uh, Tony just rips them apart.
0: Yeah, that's funny. I I feel like I get sad for them. Like, I want to cry. I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing.
1: Yeah, like I wanted to throw some digs in, but I'm like, you know what? I think Tony's getting them enough.
0: Yeah, like we were talking to our friend last night at the party. We were at Michael Malice's Mm -hmm. house last night. And my friend Joel was talking to us about how he's doing stand-up now. And I'm like, kudos to you because I'd rather fucking kill myself.
1: Yeah, I would never do stand-up, definitely. Like, I can sit here, have a conversation fine, but trying to, like, talk in front of a crowd or stand-up, I'm good on that. Oh,
0: my God, yeah. Um, but you're enjoying Austin and I'm doing my duty as an Austinite. I think that's the word for people who live in Austin. I've only been here for six months in uh, pushing you to move here.
1: It's it's not a hard sell. My Jitsu coach is already here. I already know, you know, all, all the cool people around town. You're going to introduce me to uh, Alex Jones.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Alex is coming in in, I think, like 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing I haven't done now is uh, meet Elon Musk while here.
0: <laughs> I haven't done that either yet. Yeah, Michael hung out with him um, a few months ago. And I remember um, seeing the pictures and I was like, oh, thanks for the uh, invite. Yeah. Yeah. But I I get it. I get it. He's
1: definitely an interesting guy. Yeah. But I'm sure sure not as fun as hanging out with Alex Jones, but I would still love to meet him.
0: Fun is a word for (laughs) Alex Jones. It's very like, it's always an experience with Alex and he'll be in here and who knows, I'm sure they'll be able to pick up on his voice when he's outside the studio. Like, (laughs) I'm here, I'm here. Um, so I think you would fit in so well in Austin. Yeah. Cause the thing about here is everyone has their own shit going on and everyone's kind of like creating stuff and I feel like you could move your scene here.
1: Yeah. It's a perfect mix between like conservative and liberal. Cause I mean, I mm-hmm. get lumped in as conservative, but I'm not, you know, I've spent most of my life in San Francisco and New York, but those cities just changed too much in a bad way. So I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I love the creativity of the liberal, the food, the, you know. That, but then I also want things to be a little cleaner, a little more. The liberals has gone too far. The woke stuff, I can't deal with.
0: One hundred percent. I. Why do you think you get lumped in with being a conservative?
1: Just because of a few things. I was majorly, majorly anti um, COVID lockdowns. I think was a big one. Because you have a brain. Yeah, that was considered (laughs) like early on, from the very beginning. I was super anti lockdown. I didn't really use Twitter early on though. I just started using Twitter during lockdowns because I got so angry. Yeah. But from the very beginning, I was super anti lockdown, and then. The first two weeks even that was so critical of Trump. Like, man, we should not be locking the country down. And then I think most people agree with me now, but at the time everyone was just so gung-ho, locked down, locked down.
0: Yeah, it was a weird moment because we were both were in California at the same time. You and mm-hmm. San Fran, me in LA. So we had the worst two cities in California experiencing <laughs> that shit. I feel like there's a very unique experience to living in San Fran, Seattle, LA, New York during the pandemic mm-hmm. and during lockdowns. That I feel like people in the middle of the country or the south or um, really most other places can't understand.
1: Yeah. No, businesses are closed down for like a year. I have a bunch of friends that have spent, you know, so long years of their life working to open these businesses and just shut down and ruined. And it's like, it's funny. They're saying the whole, the black lives matter this time. A lot of my friends, you know, are black and ethnic on these businesses that are getting ruined by COVID and the same people are the ones shutting them down.
0: 100%. Like the, the COVID shit for me was a huge turning point because previously, like I like what you said about enjoying like the artistic side of like the liberal mind, Mm -hmm. so to speak, because I'm like that as well. I think that Mm -hmm. one of the things the right really lacks is like an appreciation for art and creativity and, you know, being abstract in some sense. Mm -hmm. They're very like literal and kind of boring for being honest. And so for a while I was able to really tolerate L.A. and kind of the culture there because I was like, listen, it's fun. Yeah. There's interesting people. I just won't talk politics with them. Mm -hmm. But then the lockdowns happened and it was like actually there's no compromise here.
1: Yeah, it was just, they were so shut down. I actually have a ton of energy. I can't sit around my house. And at that time while I wasn't really doing any business projects, I was just running a gym. Like I I can't just sit around my house all day. So it was, I was about to lose my mind. And then I'd go out walking my dog. I'd be outside at the park. I'd be the only person with a mask on. People would be yelling at me, turning their backs when I'd walk by. I'm just like, I can't live here anymore.
0: But you know, people don't get that when, because I was pretty vocal at the lockdowns and they're mm-hmm. happening. Looking back, not as much as I wish I would have been. I wish I yeah. would have hit it even harder. But I did I did speak up against it. Um, and I would notice that I would get an influx of people giving their feedback and being against me for be, having that opinion. Yeah. And I would notice, like, well, where do you live? And it would be like, oh, I live in Minnesota. Oh, I live <laughs> in fucking, um, I don't know, Texas. And it's like, okay, you don't know what it's like then to be under an authoritarian government to the extent where they're telling you you're basically under house arrest. Mm -hmm. And also the people living in, you can attest to this, the people living in San Fran and LA, they don't just disagree with you that you should be in your house or disagree with you that you should be wearing masks and get vaccinated. They will get in your face about it. Yeah. Like they will sometimes touch you. There was an experience I had where I was getting into an elevator in my building and there was a grown ass man wearing a face shield and a mask, which first of all is Mm -hmm. so cringe. I mean, do what you yeah. have to do maybe he had aids i don't know maybe he was compromised sure. um but you know i got in the elevator and he started freaking out flailing his arms don't come in don't come in and the way i am it's like if you tell me not to do something i'm just gonna do yeah, it same way so i pushed my way in and he pushed me as hard as he could out of the elevator Jesus. and i was like i've never had just some grown-ass man put his hands on me
1: yeah, no, that's crazy. For me, I think I only had girls yell at me. I think maybe guys see me and don't want to say anything. Maybe, I mean, I don't look that intimidating, but maybe see the ears or something. But I had like, definitely a few girls yell at me for not wearing masks. And I've had guys be like passive aggressive, like turn their back walking by. And it's just, uh, yeah. it's a weird thing, you know?
0: It's a weird thing. And I feel like there's almost like the psychosis that's happened because of it. And the sense of like, you saw they recently lifted the mask on planes. Oh,
1: Thank so. God, because I felt like pretty much every week.
0: Yeah, when are you leaving town?
1: I leave tomorrow for, oh, okay. uh, for a flight to Hawaii.
0: So, nice. What for?
1: Uh, Cornering one of my fighters. I've been coaching some fighters. I have a really good fighter, Apache Mix, uh, fighting out there for uh, in the Bellator. Oh, sickening. Yeah.
0: Um, so you get to fly without a mask.
1: Yeah, right. So I've, basic... I've been flying mask-free pretty much most of the time, but you never know. Oh. When a fl- I would just take it off and about, I used to get yelled at all the time, but the majority of the flight attendants have been leaving me alone in the last like six months. Every now and again, I would get one would come start yelling at me,
0: but. Really? How did they leave you alone? Cause if my shit was even like, I would fall asleep on the mm-hmm. plane and it would slip beneath my nose and they're like shaking me to wake up to put it on.
1: I've, I've had that happen too. So I guess I should probably about 56% of the time I would have it off. Other times they'd be nagging at me.
0: Oh, that's crazy.
1: But I find more of them are just getting over it and starting to leave me alone.
0: Yeah, oh, that's good. Well, I was gonna say like, so they lifted the mash on the planes and just looking through the reactions on Twitter and stuff and reactions to Delta tweeting it out, American yep. Airlines, et cetera. And it's like the overwhelming majority of people are still in this mode where like they were so upset about it. They're like, I'm not flying Delta anymore. <laughs> I'm not flying fucking spirits. Like, well, what are you gonna fly then? Because they all lifted it.
1: Yeah, you you see these people, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like they're the people that are online. So it can look like a lot of them, but I just don't think it's the real world. Kind of like um, I mean, I'm sure you you know this. I've I've just had hate mobs after me for things I've said about like trans and sports and stuff, but it's like not the real world. So it can seem like everyone's against me, but I'm like, most people agree with what I'm saying. Not what like the thousands of people, you know, cussing me out online are saying.
0: Yeah. That's such a good point. I I get caught up in that because I've been doing YouTube and social media now for like six years yeah, and it's um, become my whole career. And I'm so engulfed in it that sometimes I forget that like, okay, the cartoon, (laughs) communists on twitter are not necessarily every person but it was hard to remember that when i lived in la because mm-hmm. i would see that type of person in real life kind of
1: because there's lots of them in la exactly so you yeah. going to la there's a lot of those people yeah like i would run into it there a lot the intolerance but around the country i think it's not as much as people think unless you're in those places
0: especially in texas everything's chill here yeah. but it's like for me it's like i saw the reactions and even though i agree that it's not real life i mean there's still real people tweeting and i'm like yeah. do they expect it to never end It had to end sometime, right? I mean, maybe not, but in their minds, but the idea that it's just supposed to go on for fucking ever.
1: Yeah, some of them are willing to accept it for like 10 years. And that was for me early on. I'm not even the smartest person, but I looked at it and said, we're not gonna, this virus is not going away through it passes through. Like we're not gonna have effective vaccine, vaccine for years. I was actually really surprised when it came out in a year. There was a second where I actually thought it worked and I was like, wow, I was wrong. You know, I can admit when I was wrong. But then after like three or four months, we started seeing it actually didn't work.
0: Yeah, and and it was interesting how um you would see people say things that 3 or 4 months later became acceptable to say but they're being banned for it. So it's like, "Oh, can you spread covid despite being vaccinated?" Mm-hmm. If you said that in the beginning, you're banned, you're canceled, you're attacked, you're smeared. And then it's like, "Okay, so what are what are we doing now that everyone's spreading it and is vaccinated, you know?" Yeah. And, you know, disclaimer, not a doctor, not a health expert, but I'm also living in the real world yeah. and as far as I can see, 90% of the people that I know that even have COVID in the past like month or so, they're all vaccinated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and from what I've seen, it seems like the vaccine does nothing to stop it. Whether it does anything for hospitalization or not, I don't know, but I don't consider myself high risk. I was never, you know, I didn't want to get COVID, but I was never too worried about it. You know, if I, my thought was if I die from it, hey, I'm going to die anyways. Obviously don't want to die, but the odds of COVID killing me are pretty slim.
0: 100%. And like, I would also rather live with the chance of dying than live like I'm already fucking dead.
1: Exactly. That's why never, that's what really was weird to me. Like, we're all going to die. I didn't realize people were so scared to die that they're willing to stay in their house for three years. I mean, there's people still staying in. It's been two years and there's people bitching that, that restrictions are ending.
0: We also have to remember it gives low status people an excuse and a reason to remain low status. So it's like, you have to remember how many people in this fucking country are Basement dwellers. They don't leave their house. They don't have shit going on and suddenly they have every reason to embrace the nothing going on this
1: That's an excellent excellent point cuz like I have a very active life from doing stuff lots of friends people don't so to them They're not going out anyway, so they get maybe angry. We're going out so They want us to stay in yeah but to me. It was like hey you guys can stay in you're not gonna be in contact with me Let me go out and live my life you go live your life
0: But it was also a bunch of hypocrites like I don't know if it was like this in San Fran, but um like I would see all these like liberals, especially like in the LGBT community, all the gays were like the biggest mask and vaccine Nazis, but mm-hmm. they were the first ones going to raves in downtown LA and getting fucked bareback on grinder. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're not afraid of like STDs, but you're afraid of COVID? Like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I, I have hilarious. I have so many friends. I'd see them on Facebook ranting against like masks and then I'd show up like, at like a little hidden underground party and they'd be there snorting Coke, sharing the same straw. And I'm I'm the kind of person, my personality, I'd walk and call them out, like, weren't you just ranting about masks? And now you guys are like, no masks doing Coke together? Uh, give me a break, you hypocrites.
0: I, see, I can't even fucking interact with people like that.
1: No, that's what I would just call them out. I think some weren't too happy about it, but I, I just couldn't help it when Good. I saw that. Just like, give me a break. As you're you online, should. You're online saying this and you're so full of shit.
0: 100%. As some of you should. guys
1: would be like, oh no, we're all the people quarantining. I'm like, no, we're the people not quarantining. We're the people that were probably likely to pass it around.
0: Yeah. Do you ever miss San Francisco?
1: I miss the old San Francisco. Yeah, it was a great, vibrant city. So much cool stuff going on, but it's turned into just a nasty, you know, people are rude, not nice, scared, dirty, homeless, crime. It's not, I miss the old San Francisco. That city doesn't exist anymore.
0: It's not full house anymore. Yeah. At all. Um, So I grew up in Northern California and San Fran is like the LA of NorCal. So it's like, when you want to go to like the big city, you go to San Fran. Yep. And so I have some of the best memories of my life, like with my parents when I was little going to the city and um, everything was a lot more beautiful. And I don't think it's just the nostalgia effect. I think it was, there's definitely been a distinct It was, no, there's
1: been a clear decline. It always had problems, but they were like limited. There were smaller areas. It's hundred percent been a decline and less, there used to be a vibrant nightlife scene there. It's just uh, it's hundred percent gone down.
0: And I feel like the homeless people are different there. Oh, like, yeah. then LA, they they touch you in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, people don't understand when you say homeless. They think you're like, when you on when you the homeless, you could be like some kind of bad person. These people aren't homeless. They're drug addicts. They're aggressive. They yeah. rob you. They come in your face. They yell at you. Being in San Francisco makes you hate homeless people. Sometimes I've gone to other cities and you see homeless people and you're like, oh, this guy's just down on his luck. I'll give him some money. Yeah. You know, they're nice. They say hi. Like, sure, here's 20 bucks. You go to San Francisco, you start like hating these people because they're yeah. not good people.
0: See, I'm that person. Like here in Austin, especially when I see people that are homeless it's like it's just a different vibe like i feel much more open to giving them money i'm that person who like pulls out a 20 and gives it and whatever because i'm like you know what even if they are gonna use it for drugs it's like maybe the drugs will make them feel better maybe their yeah. life is fucking shit you know maybe i would need some fucking drugs but i was homeless too mm-hmm. um but but yeah and the the homeless in la were more so like they keep to themselves and you get to almost know them but in san fred it's like they want to get to know you by grabbing you
1: yeah i know they are the worst homeless people i've had to like front kick a couple to get away from me oh <laughs> shit! Get, get back you don't
0: want to get front kicked by you either yeah
1: I don't, I don't want to like touch them so i don't want to hit them so i'm just like get away from <laughs> <Yeah>. me
0: <laughs> um so you mentioned and this is so funny because so when did we first meet
1: a few months ago through michael right yeah oh, you yeah, were like party, we the the too one long. Too. yeah that, that you're crazy my first or maybe. friend ever that's trans by the way
0: no i know and it was so funny because one of the things you said to me was like, people say I'm so transphobic. Like, watch out. You're being sarcastic. Yeah. But people do say you're transphobic.
1: I get accused of being that a lot. And, you know, not not to lie, I was starting to get a little that way because all the people, all the trans activists are such bad people that it was starting to give me a a negative uh, thing. So I'm actually glad I met you. So it gave me a different perspective to be like, okay, they're not all completely lunatics that are... Yeah. Just, it was just such... The people online that are activists are just pushing the worst, craziest stuff where I started being like, man, these people yeah. are crazy.
0: I mean, that goes oh. back to... Um, what you said earlier, which is, like, online and real life. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, kind of force yourself to remember, like, online is not real life. Mm-hmm. But then you, you kind of get it reinforced and you meet the ones that are like that in real life. But I saw you got into, like, a beef with... um What's this trans bitch's name? Uh, one Alana, or... Alana McLaughlin.
1: Is that the one that got in the fight or whatever? Yeah, there yeah. was,
0: like, a controversy with you and that person. I made yeah. a video about that bitch, too. Yeah. Um So what was that? What happened?
1: Yeah, she or she, he, whatever, <laughs> went and trans, like, I don't care if someone transitioned, transition, but like, but then she went and fought women's MMA and beat up a girl. I mean, in, in defense, I guess the girl knew and accepted the fight, but I still just don't think commission, commission should be approving that. It's just not fair. You know, being an athlete my whole life, I know there's these things that, uh, especially I think the transition wasn't that long in person, you know? So a year or two transition, you're gonna have the testosterone, you're gonna be stronger. You shouldn't be out there physically fighting women in sports, I think it's wrong i made I a comment about that and i got a lot of hate for that I had like thousands of messages people oh God. people dm me kill myself and the weird part is it was a lot of like guys that were really like beta weak, weak looking guys there's like who are these people or like are that's they i don't the know thing. if they're gay or just trying to simp for girls or like what like did you, you ain't getting laid doing that bro no
0: and <laughs> but, it but that's the thing is like there's trans activists there's trans people and then there's white liberal busybodies Mm -hmm. who want to speak on behalf of not even just trans people any group really and they'll come at you 20 times harder than any trans person yeah
1: i think the trans activists are doing such a disservice to trans people yeah it's like like i said i hate to admit it but i was starting to have a negative opinion of trans people and then i meet you and i'm like i meet you and i'm like oh okay i was just getting a false image from the internet so they're doing way more damage than good
0: how could you not and Mm -hmm. and i get so frustrated with those people too that like the just like lived out fucking just gross basement dwelling white dudes who are just so quick to like white night for trans people. And they do way more harm than good. They, they, they are so fucking embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But the Alana thing, I remember going on, um, Joe Rogan and we had actually a disagreement about this because, um, we were talking about that and yeah. people don't know, um, Alana Walkland, MMA fighter, trans think the pink hair and just like cracking the curl in the face. It's so disgusting yeah. to watch. But, um, Joe's perspective was he's generally against, um, Trans women in women's sports, in certain cases, yeah. like uh, Fallon Fox is another one. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that bitch, too. But um, but he was like, well, it was consensual because the girl agreed to fight. And yeah. my thing was like, well, how consensual was it? Because I don't know. I'm not in that world. Not you can world
1: be world. pressured into a fight for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let me know. Because I feel like if you say no to a fight, does that negatively impact your career?
1: It can majorly impact. I mean, I don't know. It was a smaller show, so not as much. But in the UFC, it's really hard to turn a fight down luckily the ufc hasn't signed any you know trans women yet but uh but but it's if yeah it can negatively affect your career for sure you get a lot of pressure to turn down fights i've never turned down a fight because you know if you do they're gonna not be happy and that's actually one of the great parts about mma fighters don't avoid each other like they do in boxing because you're not supposed to turn down fights
0: oh okay yeah because it it seems to me i mean maybe i'm wrong you're saying i'm kind of not wrong about this but i feel like in any industry if you want to do the work and you want to be a part of it then you just kind of at least for a while, you kind of say yes to everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. The yeah. girl was probably, probably trying to make it and probably got pressured into it. So I, I'm with you, you know, I respect Joe and I, I understand his perspective, but I disagree with it.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I think um, I think back to like, if I can relate it to even my career, like I remember the first couple years of my career, I would say yes to kind of everything. Cause I was just so hungry mm-hmm. and I was trying to get up. I was like, um, actually a good example was Alex Jones interviewing me year one of being on a lot of people would maybe say no, cause it'd be a bad look and not that yeah. I regret it at all. I, I think Alex was a good person, but, um, you know, people were like, oh, this is a bad move, but I'm like, how am I going to say no to being interviewed and, and, and being in this industry? So I feel like it might be the same for her. Like, how could she say no?
1: Exactly. And, and fighters, we always want to prove how tough we are. So you're always like, you never want to be like, oh, you, I can beat anyone. So she's probably just like, oh, I can take, I can take this person. And it just wasn't, uh, the sad part watching it was she was clearly the more skilled fighter, but the other one was way stronger and more physical.
0: And that kind of shows you right there. That it's like if she can be technically more skilled on on a, on that level than the fact that she's still lost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's just exactly. It just doesn't make sense to me. They would leave that stuff alone. I think a lot of the issues would go away. That, that and the kids are the ones that is causing the problems.
0: The kids... The- The kids is a big thing. I could literally cry thinking about that.
1: Yeah. It's just just so sad because some of these parents are pushing on these little confused kids. That's not what they are. You know, they might just be want to put on a dress. They might be a little gay boy. Like, who knows? Just like uh, encourage them the opposite. And if it really turns out later in life, they are then uh, then embrace them and treat treat them good. I'm 100 percent about, you know, treating trans people like 100 percent everyone else.
0: Yeah. But that's what's so I get so frustrated with this because, you know, People call you transphobic mm-hmm. and people want to sling these words at you that, frankly, like, when it comes to, like, racism, accusations, mm-hmm. transphobia, like these are actually some of the, if we take away all the politicization of it, these are actually some of the worst things to be called because it basically means yeah. you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> it means you treat people less than you and you think that you're higher than them and that's not a good quality. So the fact that it's thrown around so easily and the fact that someone that, you know, we've hung out a couple of times, I know you're a really mm-hmm. nice person, um, the fact that someone like you can be called that. I think what people don't understand in that community mm-hmm. is like, they don't understand because it's so insular. They don't understand how this shit comes across to people like you who yeah. are observing from afar and you see it kind of touching your world, the MMA world. And like, what, what do you think about like Fallon Fox? Cause she's even worse. They seem to like get off on it. That's the part. Yeah,
1: I think they both do. I think Lana does too, they get yeah. off on it. And fall, I think Fallon Fox posted, I don't know what, something like bragging about, you know, beating up girls. And it's just like, she's even more extreme.
0: Yeah, that to me, I know there's like stereotypes about the, the trans side, MMA fighters, like there's stereotypes about every industry, but that industry is like, oh, maybe they're violent in real life. They're like intense in real life. My experience meeting you and a couple others mm-hmm. in the industry is actually, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. Um, but they seem to be like relishing in it.
1: Is how With fighting is how it works. A lot of the lower level fighters have a lot of attitude and the bad rep. Most of the elite oh, top okay. fighters are really chill and mellow, I think, because... Uh, Maybe our personality types to get that good, and all the years doing it, it's a lot of like the new fighters and the wannabe ones are the ones that act all like stupid and aggressive.
0: It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's uh, like the the whole. Didn't she like crack someone's fucking skull?
1: I think so. It's just yeah, like when you it's just fighting. It's absurd. I mean, all sports, but fighting is the most extreme example that shouldn't be happening.
0: Right. You think of like okay, we can have an argument about like soccer. Yeah, we can have an argument about like I don't know baseball. Like, mm-hmm. actually, baseball might be a decent example of one where it's, like,
1: they're yeah, worse I don't really like, care that much about baseball. I don't
0: care <laughs> about either. Like, I don't care about really any sports, really. But then you think of, like, combat sports. Yeah. And it. it's, like, what is really the argument here that a biological male can just, like, crack a bitch in the face? Mm-hmm. It's, like, that's horrible. And the
1: same people would freak out if a guy had domestic violence charge, you know what I mean? That's, like, the most, like, one of the most looked da- look down upon things. But yeah. then they're okay with this. That's the weird part.
0: Yeah, and people just watch it. It's almost like some fucked up spinoff of like Hunger Games. It's like, why do you want to? And the other thing is like, why don't they fight each other?
1: Yeah, right. They could have Fallon Fox and that other one fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, if there seems to be so fucking many of them now, maybe not in MMA, but just in general, it's like, why are they not competing against you fucking each other?
1: Yeah, well, here's the other thing is people are like, oh, it's um, it doesn't help, It's everything's fair, but you've never seen uh, um, trans the opposite way go and do well in men's sports. Look at that. Exactly. Seems kind so, of self-explanatory. So all, the, so all the trans men compete in women's sports still.
0: That's a good question. Would you feel comfortable fighting a female-to-male trans person?
1: Sure. I mean, they, they allow them to just also say, if she wants to get in the ring with me, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel a little weird, to be honest. But, yeah,
0: of course. That'd be. It's interesting. But, because I, but
1: I know she has zero chance. I wouldn't be too worried.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested in, like, psychologically, where you get to the point where you're like, I want to be... A fighter professionally? Because, like, I grew up street fighting, believe it or not. Yeah. Like, I grew up like heavily bullied, so I had to learn mm-hmm. how to fight. Like, I would get jumped all the time. Like, in fact, oh, I, wow. I, I never knew proper technique. I would just be fucking fighting for. Just throwing, you know, Just, you know, just you know. throwing blows, whatever. Um, but how did you get to the point where you're like, this is what I wanna do?
1: I think I just grew up kind of fighting a lot, you know, poor, oh, kind okay. of rougher areas. We'd get in a lot of street fights, and then I wrestled in college. I never thought I wanted to be a fighter, but I, you know, I was a good fighter. And then I was in a uh, college wrestling and I met this guy. Um, you don't know fighting probably, but this guy, Chuck Liddell, one of the most famous fighters him. of all time. Okay. Yeah. You not know personally, him. But- so I met him. He was like local town famous, but not famous yet. And then I went in the gym to spar him. Thought he looked all goofy with his, you know, Mohawk and stuff. Thought I was gonna beat him up and he just beat the crap out of me. So I'm like, Oh man, this is uh, a, yeah. So I'm like, I need, I was a punk. I deserved it. So then, but then I just started following him around being like, Hey, can I work out with you, teach you? And he kind of became my mentor and, uh, you know, then all of a sudden I seen him start making a little money, which was probably like 30 grand at the time, but I was so poor. I'm like, wow, you can get rich fighting. So I'm like, I want to do this too.
0: <laughs> oh shit. So, well, that's interesting then. Like we grew up a similar way. I grew up in a really rough area too, very poor. And like, if you think about it, we kind of ended up similar in the sense that like, I'm still fighting all the time. It kind of yeah. prepared me to like fight the way I fight now, which is like, you know, politically and like, that's like yeah. pretty fucking brutal too like i grew up fighting so did you that's crazy
1: yeah at what age did you become uh trans or come out or
0: oh um i came out at 19 transitioned at 20. um but that's the difference as well you think of like alana mclaughlin mm-hmm. and stuff it's like that bitch transitioned at what like 30.
1: yeah like recently and, and you i see think pictures... was a navy seal before and like come on
0: yeah that bitch before she transitioned <laughs> looked like way tougher than you no shade yeah like just like fucking huge um so. yeah so that's the difference
1: was that like a crazy coming out and transitioning do you get a lot of hate or support or that must have been a
0: well that's the misconception like I, I mean so stuff has changed so much mm-hmm. like when i grew up it was a different culture in the sense of like just the fact that i was like a faggot yeah. <laughs> basically so, so growing up. assumed you
1: were gay probably right
0: yeah but it was also like that was before like prop aid and gay marriage and blah 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 and so it was a different culture in the sense of like I was in kindergarten Mm -hmm. getting called a faggot and kindergarten fighting maybe not kindergarten fighting physically but just throughout my life um and there was a lot more like real anti-lgbt and it's crazy how society like can never just find a happy medium that now it's like so celebrated to the point where it's so cringe Mm -hmm. and pushing it on kids and it's like why can't we just get to a point where it's, like, not celebrated or hated? It's just exactly. you're a fucking person. We're all, we're
1: all treated like like equals. It's, like, it's not your identity. It's just something you happen to be, you know? I mean, obviously, exactly. it'll get talked about in politics, of course, a lot. But it's just you're a normal person. I've realized, hanging out with you, just a normal person who happens to be that way.
0: Exactly. So it's it's interesting how people just fluctuate between, like, the extreme and then the other extreme. And it's, like, I don't know when people are going to fucking... It, Find yeah. the middle.
1: It happened with the Black Lives Matter a lot, too. You know, there's very mm-hmm. little racism now. Not that there's no racism, but I think we were living in the most least racist, you know, time period generation ever where everyone got along fine as brothers. And they sort of push in the Black Lives Matter narrative, recreating racism yes. on both sides, getting black people not to like white people, white people not to like black people, pushing all this hate and division again.
0: Well, maybe tell me if you agree with this. Um, I feel like the I'm a little tipsy, so I might not <laughs> word this correctly. The supply of hatred doesn't meet the demands genuine like anti-race or gender or trans hate doesn't really meet the supply
1: that is extremely true if you're know if you followed the fake uh, hate crime hoaxes there's just been almost like 99 of the hate crimes reported in the media the ones that at least catch attention turn out to be hoaxes mm-hmm. this guy andy no i think it is asian reporter yeah. covered it really well which they hate him for it beat him up but
0: he gets the most hate out of anyone I've like almost ever seen yeah, online. Crazy. He is so hate. Like I saw a story where he was, um, did you see recently he was like supposedly in a bar and uh-huh. got like chased out or whatever, but it was like a different Asian man.
1: Oh Jesus. I've seen it in Atifa, they're going after Asian men in Portland I'm thinking it was him. And it's crazy. He's like a gay Asian guy. And they're like, oh, he's, gay? He's, he's a Nazi. Yeah, he's, he, he's That's gay even as well. Worse. What
0: the fuck are they doing? Right?
1: I think he's like a Nazi, but he's a gay Asian guy who's just covering Antifa, showing the, the terrible stuff they do. And then they want to like kill him for it. Like literally Stuffy. they want him like dead. There's like, you know, all over Portland it's written, kill Andy, no. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but.
0: Yeah, that is. I, but how do you convince yourself that you're the good guy <laughs> or you're on the side of righteousness or, um, you know, goodness? when you're doing that. That's what's so crazy to me. Am I wrong or I think I saw something about you like fighting Antiva?
1: Yeah, that was a few years ago. I was at, um, I was in Berkeley. Uh, someone like DM me, I think, I think he was, you know the guy Milo, remember the guy Milo? He was a gay guy. He was like a provocateur. I think it's the yeah. guy, I think it was gay. I think he was dating Milo or something. He's off the
0: map now, but yeah.
1: Yeah, the guy invited me to a speech and I'm like, sure, I'll go by. I mean, so I, I was going to check it out, stopped by Berkeley and then I walk by and there's brawls all over the street, and I see some uh, Trump, some guy just getting beat up. He had a Trump hat. He's getting people are just welling on him with sticks. I'm like, what the hell? So I ran over to pull people off, and then they go, he's a Nazi, get me! They started running at me, so I, you know, I dropped one. You a Nazi? Yeah. So I dropped one, stood off to face off. You know, I think someone hit me, but it didn't hurt at all. Started throwing punches. Then they started going, and be like, oh, he's not a Nazi, he's not a Nazi. As soon as they could see, I could fight. and I'm just like, what the hell?
0: Oh my god! Yeah. That's So, so I grabbed the guy
1: off the ground. He was covered in blood. I threw him in a. Um, a couple of middle eastern guys came and helped me get him into their store, shut the store door and we locked they locked it. And then I went back out and the guys were like knock the windows out, knock the windows out. And then someone's like, "No, don't. It's a it's a minority owned store." I'm like, "Wait, so if it was a white owned store, he would knock the windows out?" It's just like, that's just so weird. Like all races should be treated exactly the same.
0: What a concept.
1: Yeah, right. And that's that's always I think in fighting is great because it's all about what you perform, so there's like zero racism, and I'm gonna say zero, but close to zero racism in fighting jujitsu. So I come from that that world where we're all brothers, all all absolute equals. So it's weird to me seeing all this weird racial division.
0: Yeah, and especially so. Did you grow up in the Bay Area?
1: I grew up in a small town, um, like a Mountain Ranch, like about two and a half hours outside of San Francisco.
0: Oh, okay, that's Northern California, still right or no?
1: Kind of. It's like east of San Francisco, Northern California, though. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then we can probably see eye to eye on this. It's like when you grow up in California culture, it's like people say this is cringy to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. They don't give a fuck. You don't really see race when you grow up in California because you're aware that there is maybe racial tensions and stuff, but like it's such a more of a laid back culture in the sense of like, you don't really care about that shit.
1: No, there's no one. Everyone treats the same. We'd make little jokes at each other in the gym, you know, we'd, we would talk shit, but like in good nature, and it was like just we always treat each other exactly equals. Then it changed. The funny thing, the weird part is, this popped in my head uh, a black guy from my school. You know, it was a friend of mine. I saw the uh, like like during the Black Lives Matter, he's posted on Facebook being like, no one ever treated you bad. We were all equals, and then a bunch of white girls from the school start chiming in, being like, they never treated you the same, this and that. And like I was like, what are you talking about? These guys were my brothers. You're you're telling me I was treated different, and I'm telling you I wasn't.
0: That's the thing. It's these white liberal busy bodies like and when I say that like some conservatives get mad like why do you say they're white mm-hmm. I'm like but they are
1: you yeah, know it's weird seeing these white girls tell my black friend that we treated him as like an other or one of them or I'm like what is he talking about and then he was saying the same thing it's like no they did not they treated me like we were all equals
0: yeah how are you gonna tell me my story
1: yeah you're, you're telling me my friends yeah were were treat me bad when they weren't so it was weird seeing that and I saw multiple I mean that was my school but I saw like multiple stuff like that on Facebook where people like white girls telling black guys their, their story
0: yeah, I mean, it's the, it's, I relate to that so heavily. Like, so I posted a picture, and I'm sure we'll get this when this drops as mm-hmm. well. Um, Like, when I posted a picture with Alex Jones, um, it was mostly positive. But yeah. there was that 10 to 20% that were like, he doesn't even see you as human. He hates you, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how are you going to tell me yeah. that my friend hates me?
1: Exactly. He how do you he, know? He wouldn't be hanging out with you if he
0: hated you. And that's... 100% and people will say the same thing about you. Oh, yeah. And it's like, so how does that work in your mind? People really think they know like, but that goes to the heart of liberalism. Yeah. Which they'll is say I'm they using think you maybe they, or who knows yeah.
1: they'll make, they'll make up something. Yeah. I'll still definitely be called transphobic.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. This isn't going to cure the yeah. transphobia, especially no. if they call me transphobic, I'm fucking trans, but <laughs> that goes to the heart of liberalism is the way they view groups of people is they have ownership over them. Mm-hmm. So they'll tell your black friend actually know you're wrong. All your white friends hate you because they think mm. they own your black friend.
1: That's was true. But, um, the, um, Democrats are massively losing minority support, black support, Mexican support, Muslim support. Like a lot of my friends, you know, the ethnic ones that were Democrats are switching over from the woke stuff. And that's happening. You look at the numbers and see that's happening.
0: Well, that's interesting too, because I think like, okay, so I'm 28 now. Mm -hmm. Not old, but I've been old enough to witness now several administrations from each side. I lived through Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden now. And it's interesting because whichever side loses the election suddenly gets so much more unified. And then the side that wins there's a certain portion of them they're going to splinter off and be like wait maybe this isn't the best thing so i'm seeing even a lot of liberals being like actually this shit's going way too fucking far yeah so i i i predict it's going to be kind of a slaughter for the democrats in november i could be wrong
1: no i think so unfortunately the republicans aren't much better i mean i, I at this point i'll vote that way cause the democrats are so awful but it's like there's not very many good uh good choices on either side
0: yeah that's kind of how i feel like so and you can probably relate to this just being a public figure in general, even though obviously our careers are so different. Um, like sometimes when you're a public figure and you get called certain things, I don't mean like the slurs and stuff, but you get labeled certain things like, oh, Blair White's a, a conservative trans person or Jake Shields is conservative. You almost start to like take those labels on and almost like make a subconscious agreement with that and be like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I am. But the more I think about it, I'm like, am I though?
1: Yeah, exactly. I get lumped in as conservative, but there's a lot of things where i I mean, not really. I'm not when old uh, old school conservative would be considered, I guess. And it's uh, but you're in a weird spot where you actually probably get some hate from some of the old school type conservatives. I've seen people like hating on you online and stuff before that were conservative, and it's like, like, why is that necessary?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, what are you doing? But I I get Mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? There there's the old school, and then there's kind of what the party is becoming now. But the more I think about it, like, I'm not fucking conservative. I don't live my life by you know I'm not religious. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not, I'm social liberal on some things. Like I don't want people to have freedoms restricted, but I've also, and you can attest to this. I've also lived my entire life in California. I understand what it is to live under Democrat leadership. I've lived in LA, which is a blue city and a blue state. And I understand what that means. And I live in Texas and I see the difference. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Listen, if it's just a matter of voting for the lesser of two evils, then the Republicans do have my vote for now. I don't care.
1: Yeah, no, I think living in San Francisco, you see the decay of these hard liberal cities. So you see the policies where they've swung way too far one direction. And I think you can swing too far the other direction too. But what's happening is a lot of places have swung too far left. And you need that balance because, you know, the liberals, like we've said before, you know, bring in the art, the party, the music. I'm not for uh, for, you know, cracking down on fun, but yeah. you're also for I want places clean and safe.
0: Well, that's the thing, is like in reality the Democrats are the ones that are cracking down on fun. They're the ones that are like, you can't have parties now. You can't right. fucking like hang out with people anymore. I mean, it's kind of over now, the COVID shit yeah. for now. I'm sure they'll bring it back. Yeah, I
1: could, we could bring it back. Who yeah. knows?
0: That's what I like about Austin though, because it's a blue city, the bluest city in Texas, red state. So you you kind of do get that like healthy mix of like, okay, there's a lot of libs here, mm-hmm. but the difference is they don't have that same power exactly. to like control your life. So like they're kind of, not powerless here, but they have a lot less power, so it's like a good balance. Yeah,
1: no, no I like I like the mix because, like I said, I've kind of grown up in liberal cities, but fighting's more of a conservative thing. So I've always been around both, and I prefer it that way. But it's what happened? San Francisco just started turning where they they hated you if you voted for Trump, hated this, and it's just I saw I started seeing too much hatred. I'm like, I gotta get out of this place.
0: Yeah, do you like Vegas better?
1: Yeah, it's I don't want to be there long term. It's good temporarily, you know, because I'm in the fight business, so that's that's the booming spot for that. And it was an easy move. I have so many friends, but I mean, I like Austin better than Vegas to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, I couldn't a good imagine chance. living in Vegas.
0: It's so intense. I mean, granted, I only go there to party, Yeah, <laughs> which is different, but I couldn't imagine living there either because I feel like everyone is there to party. Is, is
1: Yeah, and then all my friends are always visiting and they want to go like rage. I'm like, man, I live here. I can't go out and party with you for three days straight. I'll go out one night. I'm not going out three days in a row to the clubs.
0: Yeah. I have a question about the um, trans MMA thing. we we'll have to go back. Maybe yeah. I'll edit back, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But um, what is, I think it's important people know this, What is the word in the MMA world? What's the talk about this kind of shit? Because oftentimes, like I said, the trans community is so insular; they don't understand how it comes across. So, what do like other guys in the field or women like? What do they say when they're not under the pressure of saying the PC thing online or in public?
1: I haven't heard one person in the MMA world support it, men and women. I think the women are finally. I'm starting to see women starting to speak out. Originally, women uh, were actually, I think, scared to speak out on some of this trans stuff because they didn't want to be called bigots and stuff. But I think more recently they started finally getting the courage like some old things i would post i've noticed like girls wouldn't even like, like the post but but they probably agree but recently yeah. i think with the uh, i think they realized they're going to have to start speaking up would after like that swimming thing they're like okay this is uh, that one was bad this is this, this is taking a little too far
0: <laughs> yeah Do, have you noticed or experienced a like negative ramification for speaking out because um when i was researching you today I saw, like, a couple articles about the Alana McLaughlin thing. And the articles were such bullshit. There was one that wrote, like... Um <laughs> Um, now that it was at the end of the article, and I was like, now that Jake Shields has ended his transphobic rant, he's back to his anti-COVID vaccine. Right? I'm like, it's such blatant fucking bias. Disgusting. Yeah, it's
1: hilarious. I don't go like read up on myself because stuff like that like, doesn't even make me mad. It's just like funny. I know the. Uh...
0: Sorry, I actually don't like telling people certain things that are written, Mom. Yeah. I don't want to like. No,
1: it through. doesn't bother me. It, okay, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me at all. I just don't go read up myself because reading that stuff's pointless. But the media has lost all credibility to most people. I think any people I want to be friends with knows the media is a complete joke. So that stuff doesn't really bother me.
0: That's the thing. Like people ask me all the time, like, how do you feel about like hit pieces being read about you and whatever? I mean, and it's kind of like, well, I have to ask myself, is anyone who I respect going to read this and believe mm-hmm. it? The answers really no. No. Um, are any of my peers going to read it and believe it? No. Cause I really only hang out with people who also hate the fucking media. <laughs> um, so, but you haven't noticed any negative career? No. Good. like I've,
1: This was crazy. Is I've been making, I've been getting, I don't know if it's related or not. But I started speaking up. I've been getting more opportunities, more, you know, business good. guys wanting to do stuff with me. And some of it might be related. Some of it might not. But I just think, uh, I think a lot of people feel exactly how I do and you do. They're just kind of scared to say it because they're businesses. But I'm fortunate where I'm self-employed and say what I want. But yeah. if, I, if I lose one job, whatever, you know, that's important. Like Maybe someone like ESPN that I was talking to, I'm, you know, they're not going to hire me, but Super corporate, boy, they, like, they don't, yeah. they don't pay good anyways.
0: I think the MMA world is probably just from the outside looking in on the spectrum of left to right, maybe a little more right than like the swimming world, the fucking mm-hmm. soccer world that might be a little bit more receptive to that opinion than others, you know?
1: It's definitely extremely anti-woke and anti, which it was kind of nice seeing that having, uh, you know, that, that's been my community for so many years and, you know, I've always got along with everyone great, but when all this stuff started pushing in recently, all the Trans trying to fight. The BLM never picked off in fighting despite being a ton of black fighters. There was maybe one or two that wore it Wait, out. With, what is
0: it with the BLM the B,
1: The BLM stuff that was being pushed so heavy with all the sports. Like all the sports were kneeling, like football, oh, basketball. Yeah. Like everyone was kneeling for the national anthem and doing all that. And that never really came into fighting despite being a ton of black fighters.
0: Good. I mean, that was another thing. It's like during like. 2020 when you're seeing nancy pelosi kneel and shit like that and then i'm looking at my black friends and they're all like oh this is so cringe because i'd be fucking mm-hmm. cringing if people were kneeling for trans people like oh this is so embarrassing <laughs> right
1: how, how embarrassing was that picture it was probably when you're talking about there wearing like these african shirts kneeling it's just like oh my god yeah it's like how are you aware are that you? the
0: people you're fighting for have never lived in africa yeah right <laughs> <laughs> just, but that's such a like liberal mindset. It's like, you think you're supporting like a black guy in Chicago by wearing African garb. It's mm-hmm. like that black guy in Chicago has no connection. I mean, maybe not no, yeah. but like a very little connection to, he never lived in fucking Africa, bitch.
1: Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure if it's true or not, but someone told me the garbs they were wearing was like one of the tribes that were the biggest like slave, uh, slave pushers too. So there's like the irony of it. So maybe someone did it on purpose to gave it to him. as like a joke. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be pretty funny if you were giving them the church and be like, okay, who are the, which Africans had the most slaves? I'll give them those ones
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy the amount of, like, violence that was permitted in 2020. I think I was traumatized by it because you said you fought Antifa. And um, I was one of those people that I felt like had a really early understanding of what Antifa was before it was, like, mm-hmm. commonly known as, like, oh, these are the fucking freaks that come out and beat people up for political reasons. Because um, early on in my career, I was doing live events. And I still do them sometimes. i doing one this weekend. But um, I think it was, like, 20. 20- 18 That I did a talk, and all these fucking Antifa came and they're protesting me. And they were carrying, um, what's the uh thing? Bike locks.
1: Oh, yeah, actually hit you with bike locks and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: like, wait, so these people that are pro trans
1: are attacking a trans person, an anti
0: bigot are coming up to a trans person mm-hmm. events with fucking bike locks. I mean, that could kill you. Mm-hmm. You get, you crack someone with that, you're gonna die.
1: Maybe yeah, not die, but you'll get Yeah, like I that. was definitely bothered by my liberal friends that were defending Antifa because I saw them firsthand. I think these people didn't realize, you know, they were out like actually physically trying to hurt people that with different opinions. And it's, it's not Nazis they're after. They're after people like you, people like me, people that have slightly yeah. different opinions.
0: I don't think they'd even have the bravery to go after actual Nazis.
1: No, actual Nazis will fuck them up.
0: <laughs> 100%, that's the fucking crazy part. Then you have like Kamala and the entire DNC bailing these people out. And it's like, I remember I have this vivid memory of like, escaping la literally going mm. to a cabin in the woods for literally two weeks because it just wasn't safe to get i live in the middle yeah, it of hollywood was, it was
1: scary like the whole like la was friend. under attack and stuff i couldn't believe seeing them some of those videos of like you know santa monica and hollywood they just yeah. let it they, the cops just stood down and let people just attack people on the streets beat them knock out windows it's just like unreal they allowed that
0: that's the shit that radicalizes you yeah because it's like okay so i'm supposed to believe that you know you're raised in this country to believe to an extent that the establishment has your best interest in mind, that the cops are there to protect you, the government's there to have your back, and it's like, okay, I'm watching my city be burned down. Mm-hmm. It's not safe to return home, and the cops have ordered to stand down. Exactly. And Kamala Harris, <laughs> the potential VP at the time, is bailing these motherfuckers out.
1: Mm-hmm. What was, the fuck is happening? I never owned a gun. That's when I went out and bought a gun. I'm like, yeah, okay. this is uh, this is this is not safe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any guns prior, and now I have like 15. Right, Te- 15, Texas, but I have, you're, you're, like, you're the
1: best place for guns.
0: Yeah, 100%. I have a fucking bunch. So, you were raised this is one of the more interesting yeah. things about you. You were raised vegetarian or vegan your whole life?
1: Vegetarian, I was raised.
0: Okay. And you were vegan for how long?
1: I've been vegan a couple times, I think the longest for about six months. It's hard switching over. Oh, okay. So, it's uh, and that's why I've never, I'm not one of those like hardcore, you know, vegetarian pushes it because I, I realize it's easy for me because I grew up that way. So for me, it's easy. But when I switch to vegan, it's tough because then I miss cheese, miss eggs. So I understand how uh, how hard it is for people to quit meat.
0: Yeah. Were you raised vegetarian for ethical reasons, health reasons? What was the...
1: Mostly ethnical. My parents were hippies, which they are actually... They lived in some crazy hippie commune for a while where everyone oh. was vegetarians. But they moved when I was like born. So I never lived there. So then, uh, yeah, I just grew up that way and became natural. And I mean, I do like animals. I don't like the... You know, especially like the factory farming it's disgusting like how terrible you know like they treat these animals like the pigs are locked in these little crates they're they're basically tortured you know like it's crammed together cut yeah. the chicken's beaks off i think it's uh i think it's disgusting it and terrible you know i think i think you know people should be allowed to eat meat but there should be some regulation on how the animals are treated
0: yeah it's one of those conundrums for me ideologically in the sense that like i'm generally anti-regulation mm-hmm. i'm anti-big government but then i think about what's happening and like so i i was vegan people know this but i was vegan for about 10 years mm-hmm. mostly as a teenager and then in my early 20s I have a vegan tattoo vegan. it's <laughs> nice. embarrassing i try to get lasered off and it what? has a raised scar now just, but anyways i was vegan and it was for ethical reasons you know who gary Yarovsky is I'm not sure he's like one of the biggest um like vegan um ethical philosophers type of um. people and um you like woke me up one day, people's perspective is different. Woke up, yeah, cool. But um and I became vegan for ten years. But I was a radical vegan. I was yeah. the kind that was like, You're not going to lunch with me. If you're eating meat, if you're eating cheese, if you're eating eggs, but I gave yeah. y'all a bad You're the ones that,
1: yeah, they're the ones who give me a bad rap. People were like, Oh, you're a vegetarian.
0: I had purple hair at the time too. Yeah. Oh. So I was oh, the worst yeah. person. <laughs> I was the worst. I even did it to my mom. I would tell my mom, like, We're not we're not eating together unless you
1: It was the purple hair.
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> It was a dark, dark period in my life. But so, do you ever want to potentially go vegan even longer? And do you get judged for that? Because I feel like in the MMA world, there's a there's a crossover where people I feel like maybe are like super pro meat and like anti. Yeah, do you get judged? Uh, for not, it?
1: not really. I'll get little comments here and there, but I think I'm pretty respected in the MMA community. I've actually have a lot of guys you know ask me questions about trying to eat less meat or go vegetarian. Oh, okay, there's, there's been some other fighters I trained with switch vegetarian because they're like, oh, I want to try it. i always tell the guys like hey don't don't you know do it overnight you can if you want but i would recommend like maybe first drop down to eating meat twice a week and see how you feel and then slowly Mm -hmm. cut it out sometimes the uh, change is too drastic make people feel weak
0: yeah and i like that you just i saw a tweet um a couple weeks ago where you were just so unabashed about it you were like people are so mad about how we're treating dogs and cats Mm -hmm. in china but look what we're doing to pigs and chickens
1: yeah, because there's all those videos of like, dogs getting beat to death and then like crushed in and like cages, which is, you know, it's disgusting, which I hate it because I love dogs, cats, not so much. But but yeah, we do the exact same thing to chig, uh, pigs and chickens and they say pigs are actually smarter than dogs.
0: Yeah, if you ever hung out with a pig, mm-hmm. it's very hard to want to eat a fucking pig, mm-hmm. at least for me. Like I've been around pigs and I'm like, oh, so everything's a lie. These are actually mm-hmm. potentially better pets than dogs. <laughs> They're smarter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so sad what happens, but- It's it's weird because there's this crazy cognitive dissonance and Mm -hmm. people get so closed off to hearing it I'm sure like even us talking about it right now Like there's probably so many people that are like, I don't even want to fucking hear this but that's the thing with so many truths, right because even if you um, Are pro meat pro eating meat, which Mm -hmm. I eat meat. I'm not vegan anymore But even if you believe all that you kind of can't deny that the way we treat animals in factory Mm -hmm. farms is one of the most heinous almost like crimes of humanity in history.
1: I think that's almost why people get so mad when you bring it up and they jump at you. Cause I think deep down, most people know it's disgusting and wrong and they don't wanna admit it. So they, they tend to like, oh, they'll start yelling at you or making jokes like, oh, bacon's good. But it's like, we, we could treat the animals better. If we're gonna eat them, we we let the pigs live like, you know, in some actual uh, pens where they can walk around and play. And, and they, I mean, and then kill them. we don't need to let them live in these crates where they can't turn around. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a terrible thing. They've banned uh, a lot of these places. It's illegal for anyone to record videos They don't want anyone seeing what's really going on there.
0: That's how you know it's fucked up.
1: Yeah, I think it's a felony to record any video and publish it from any of those meat factories.
0: That kind of tells you everything you really Mm -hmm. need to know right there. Like any industry that you're not allowed to, it's like, come on, dude. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's fucked up. And, you know, people have so many arguments against it. Like, how do you get like, this is going to be the number one question people hate being asked, but like, How do you get your protein? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I'm asked that all the time. But, like, I don't even really think about it, to be honest. I eat a good amount of, like, beans and stuff. I eat eggs occasionally, but I just, uh, I just, you know, I hardly think about it. And the thing is, if I was weak, it'd be different. But everyone that trains with me is always like, holy crap, you're strong. So. Yeah,
0: what's the argument? You're still a fucking fighter and you're still mm-hmm. like whooping ass. So it's like, is it really that fucking unhealthy?
1: Exactly. And I, and I mean, I, I thought about eating meat a few times because tra- trainers being like, you got to eat meat. You'll be even stronger. But it's just, uh, I tried eating it, but my body just rejected it.
0: It just well, That's uh, the thing. Would you be stronger? I don't know. Yeah, I,
1: no, that's what I wish. I I would love to know that. And that's why I was like, oh, maybe I should eat meat for a second and try and see if I'm stronger. But I, I ate meat a couple of times and I got physically sick and just eating it. My mind, I, I, I would take a bite, but oh, I can't do this.
0: Especially if you were raised, it's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like eating, I don't know, like an alien or something. Your body doesn't know how to process it.
1: Yeah, like I would get physically sick after eating ate it and stuff too.
0: Yeah. What's your position on like hunting? Because I know that a lot of people's work around is like, okay, I don't support animal factory farming, but I'm still not going to be vegan because I'm just going to hunt my shit. Which is also, that's based on where you live. You can't hunt in LA or San Francisco, but.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. A lot of my good friends are actually super into hunting and, you know, they're inviting me, but I'm just like, man, I can't just go kill, kill an animal for no reason out in the wild. And I guess, you know, if you are going to eat meat, it's way more humane than than eating factory farm meat. But it's also sad these animals are out there living, going out there and hunting them and killing them.
0: I know. And then I can hear people's arguments. Well, then you get overpopulated. And it's like, well, if that's mm-hmm. what nature wants to do, maybe let what nature wants to do
1: happen. Yeah, you no, know, the overpopulation one makes a little bit of sense, I guess. yeah. So-
0: it's fucked up i have this really vivid memory of being a kid and um my grandpa was a hunter and i used to help him um in his orchard and his farm and stuff and um there was a bird in the sky this is such a horrible story there was a bird in the sky and he was like oh, he was like trying to teach me how to hunt and shit and he shot it out of the sky i don't know what kind of bird it was a blue day or some mm-hmm. shit and it fell to the ground and i Immediately it was like, oh, no, 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 this is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And then we walked over to it to see if it was dead or alive. It was there like convulsing, twitching, suffering. It wasn't fully dead. And my grandpa like stepped on its head to kill it. And I'm like, okay, this bird was just going about its fucking life. You wanted to shoot it out of the sky. It didn't die. So you're stepping on its head. Mm-hmm. And his argument was like, well, I don't think they feel pain like we do. I'm like,
1: <laughs> yeah, of course they do.
0: I'm like, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, it's obvious they do. By the fact they're squirming or you feel animals will like scream. So they definitely do. It's a, like you say it's a tricky one. Cause I get it. You know, people are so used to eating meat, but it's uh, for me, it's a hard one. Something I don't need to do.
0: Yeah. 100%. And, and, and I get that there's also like a sport involved in it, but yeah. that, but that even,
1: it's a little weird, like sport killing. I think part of it, though, people like going out in the nature. Cause I know some of my friends, they, they go out backpacking. That's why they love it so much. They're out for a couple of days hiking, hunting. So that's that's part of the thrill.
0: Yeah. Do you get a lot of groupies being a fighter?
1: You get a few. Unfortunately, like 98% are men. So you get like okay, you super super night. excited yeah. running up to you. But then you get, uh, I mean, but then girls see guys talking to you. And they're like, oh, who's that?
0: That's kind of like, um, I think of like, it's different, obviously, very different. But like the... Uh, kind of gym bro, bodybuilder world. It's like yeah. there's something so like even the ones that are not gay, let's mean the gay ones. Like there's something kind of gay about it in the sense that like all these guys admire each other mm-hmm. so hard and like they're all fans of each <laughs> other and they almost don't care about women. Mm-hmm. It's like is that kind of what it's like? Yeah, it's like yeah,
1: exactly. So the dudes will just run up like so excited. They'll be like a oh, hot chick, they'll like run right past them and be like, "Oh my god." So it's uh it can be funny, kind of funny sometimes girlfriends, you know, have like super hot girls and stuff. And they're like, I'm getting no attention hanging out with you. It's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Is there a lot of like, I would imagine maybe um, testosterone, or not testosterone, but like steroid usage, T, kind of like people. In, spending... in the fighting game? Yeah. there's
1: definitely a lot of it back in the day. The testing's really strict now, but I don't know. I think guys somehow beat it still. I have no idea how. I mean, but it seems like some of these guys still seem like they're on it.
0: How do they get around it?
1: I have no idea. I don't know what I think some of the, um, a lot of people aren't, a lot of people, I think a lot of people are off now. So I think it's cleaner than it was. But I feel like I'm just guessing, but I think some of these places maybe have like, you know, they pay a lot of money for a chemist that can like change the oh. compounds of the drugs.
0: Yeah. Like places
1: like Russia, some of these governments can afford to, you know, spend some money to get their fighters' drugs.
0: I'm sure there's always a fucking workaround. It's interesting because like having experienced the first half of my life, having testosterone as my main hormone and then canceling loud and not having estrogen it's like it changed my body a lot but i feel like if i still like was in like a physical altercation with a female i feel like i could still fuck her up yeah like i don't think it just makes it so you're on par with women
1: yeah I'm for sure it'll make you a lot weaker but not 100 percent.
0: i don't even know about a lot weaker i mean it softens you out but like it doesn't People have this thing about hormones that they think that it just like completely alters your body. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, if you do tea, yeah, as like if you were to do tea or something, you it'll would, make you like, bigger. You would be stout, but but those
1: bodybuilders are using massive amounts. They're lifting weights all the time. They're they're eating massive amounts, so it's not just gonna. There's more to it. Yeah, a little bit of testosterone is not just gonna blow most people up like that. People think that, but that's not what it does. Yeah, and that's what people don't understand. A lot of these athletes that are using, they might not look like they're on it because they're using small amounts.
0: Yeah. When's the last time you had a fight?
1: It was a few years. I'm like semi. I haven't officially retired, but I have kind of doing other things now. It's a tough sport. I did it for almost 20 years. Oh so,
0: God, god! That's so much wear and tear on your body, right? Yeah,
1: surprisingly, I don't really have any bad injuries, and oh, don't good. think I'm, uh, you know, too bad of brain damage. <laughs> that's why I'm like, you know, maybe, what? Let me maybe. Fight me. Yeah, just just a little bit, a little <laughs> retarded. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm like, maybe it's time to walk away while I'm still healthy.
0: So what, you're training people now, or?
1: Yeah, doing a lot of stuff, business stuff, training people. Um, it's a lot of stuff in the in the fight industry. It gets a little confusing, but it's. Uh, it's the retirement stuff you know the first year or so was you know my whole identity was was you know fighting 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 so it's like how am I gonna I was so when I first stopped fighting I was competing grappling a lot to kind of give me that thrill and uh you know but then I wasn't really doing any business stuff so I was starting to get bored like what am I gonna do
0: yeah yeah well I think it's cool that you're training people now because kind of like you can pass on the knowledge Mm -hmm. and all the experience to someone else I think that's awesome being able to Graduate yeah, no, that's like...
1: why I like exactly that's why I enjoy training. It's not like a ton of money in the training, But I, I just love doing it because it you know allows me to pass the knowledge on I have some hungry fighters I'm training some really good guys and then when you go corner someone for a fight It's close to like uh it's the closest thing you can do to fighting obviously it's different when you're in the cage But when you're ringside coaching the guy giving him advice, it's I get that same adrenaline drunk uh, jump. It's hard the adrenaline you could imagine, you know, you go in a cage fighting with millions of people watching on TV. I can't imagine. Try, try, trying to fight someone in a cage. You can't really. Uh, God. It, from there, how are you going to go to go, you know? So everything after that is just kind of. Yeah. It's, it's hard to hit that peak without actually doing it.
0: Yeah. Plus, despite the fact that I'm not just trying to kiss your ass here, but mm-hmm. you look a lot younger than you are. Oh, thank so you. So I feel like people might be like retirement. But you're you're how old are you?
1: Yeah, forty three, which I, yeah. I I feel way younger and I actually still physically feel really good. I train with all the young guys and I uh you know, I still do extremely well. I feel like I still could could do elite fights, but it's just part of it mentally I don't have uh I don't quite have the same desire some of the old fights, you know, would you know, get dropped and just jump right back up with with no uh no way I wasn't gonna quit. Now if I get hit hard I'm like, do I really wanna fight? So once you start questioning uh You you have to be willing to go out there and die is the way I look at it, which sounds terrible, but you shouldn't fight unless you're willing to die in the cage, you know, or kill someone. And I'm at a point now where I don't really want to die in the cage or kill anyone.
0: Oh, my God. That's so. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you get cracked the right way, you never know what could happen.
1: Yeah. Plus, you have to, you know, keep hitting someone until the ref stops it. Sometimes someone could be, you know, fucked up and you're hitting them. If the ref's not stopping it, you got to keep trying to hurt them.
0: That's such a crazy concept that even. Yeah. Like if it's not over, you have to keep mm-hmm. going even if you feel like there may be something is morally you wrong with continuing. Stop it,
1: but if he's not stopping it, you got to keep hitting him. You know, there's uh, I'm naturally a nice person, so I have to kind of psych myself up in a headspace to get a lot meaner. So before the fights, you know, the couple weeks before, I would I would get a lot meaner.
0: Oh, wow. Have you ever been in that situation where you felt like you shouldn't keep hitting someone, but you have to? Yeah,
1: there was once or twice where I thought I should have stopped a little early, but luckily, you know, there's nothing that went like way past it where you're like, come on, just stop it. I've seen a couple fights like that where you're like, come on, ref. This dude is just, oh, shit. you see a fighter look up at the ref a few times. are just like, come on, ref. This dude is just oh, like, God. don't make me kill this guy. Oh,
0: fuck. That's so crazy. <laughs> it doesn't happen
1: too often. Luckily, most of the refs are good, but there's been a couple times I've seen that. And it's just like, oh, come on. Just just this guy is Ugh. really fucked up. Stop the fight.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated with, and maybe this isn't your experience, but, do you ever get frustrated with sort of the reputation that you might be violent in real life? Because what's interesting is like, so you have mm-hmm. like a, a funny um like Twitter beef with Michael. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not real, y'all are friends, <laughs> but like people take it so seriously. You'll yeah. be like, Oh, I'm gonna choke you, and people are like, Oh yeah, Jake Show is <laughs> really gonna fucking fuck Michael Malice mm-hmm. up. It's like He's not going to do that in real life. Do you no. get frustrated that people think you're violent in real life?
1: No, no not really. It's not that big of a deal, but it's, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, obviously, a lot of times you first start dating a girl, they're like, oh, the guy's a fighter. You better be careful. They might, like, abuse you. But I think it's like, come on. Fighters are oh, no more so likely gross. to to hit a girl than a non-fighter. I mean, there's been a couple cases of domestic violence and fighting, but I think probably no yeah. more than in the regular world.
0: Well, I think that it's like many other things. Like, I think of, like, my kind of public image is people think that I'm, like, super intense and a bitch and a loud mm-hmm. mouth and shit which i am sometimes but for the most part in real life i'm actually the opposite like i can get kind of shy sometimes mm-hmm. and i'm not as intense so i feel like to be that intense in the ring you kind of yeah. have to balance that with being just a nice easygoing guy out of it
1: i think that's what it is because the, the training and the, and the fighting is so intense most fighters are chill we get all of our anger out there i don't i don't want to walk around
0: all angry yeah 100 so what's next for you what's your kind of we a... move, moved to Austin. <laughs> good, good. I think you'd fit in so well here, especially with like our friend group out here. It'd be so mm-hmm. good.
1: You know, it seems like the spot. everything's everything's happening here.
0: Yeah. You can really mold this city into what you want. So bring the whole MMA yeah. family over here.
1: That's the one thing Austin's missing. It has a uh, vibrant scenes everywhere, but there's no fight scene yet. Joe brought comedy here. Uh, got John Donahue here, brought jujitsu here. Now I need someone to, to bring the fight scene here.
0: Yeah. You said Alex Jones is the one celebrity you really want to meet. So what is it that you like about Alex Jones?
1: I think he's just so interesting and unique and funny. He's just, there's no one like Alex Jones. He's just like, uh, like different than anyone else. He's, he's a character I think he's extremely misunderstood. I yeah. mean, I don't agree with everything he says. I think he's a little crazy, but that's why I love him because, and it turned out a lot of things he said is, is true. It's the funny part. He just gets a few, a few big things wrong.
0: There's the Alex Jones was right. Tip jar meme. Right. I think that the way I describe him is like, he's the internet's crazy uncle. And I say that with as much affection as possible. I like him. It's, he says shit that it's kind of like that uncle that's like maybe like a little tipsy at the party yeah. and you're like, okay, okay. But then every <laughs> once in a while he drops the bomb and you're like, Oh wait, shit. that's fucking true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And the people that don't like him are usually people that don't know him or they, they haven't watched him. They've watched what the media said about him. Kind of like people that hate Joe Rogan. They don't listen to his show. They listen to what the media says about him.
0: Yeah. And you know what it is to just be a yeah. public figure. And I would say of the shit that's said about us is like a complete lie.
1: Yeah, that's what you learn. You learn media is a complete joke And once once you see them write about you and it's just completely fake You're like you realize oh the media really is fake and that was my uh That was my favorite part about trump calling out the fake media, you know Because people started freaking out when he first started calling the fake news and they started being like looking like oh wait The news really is fake
0: that was I think um I personally think trump's time has past I think we're ready for new blood new energy I'm looking at DeSantis Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a couple others but I think that um, setting aside all the mistakes Trump made which I think there are many lockdowns empowering government even more in some certain aspects um, I think that the big thing we can take away from his administration is like people did grow a really healthy distrust of the media and Mm -hmm. contempt for these journalists and the corporate press and I think that that is like the main thing that I wouldn't take back the presidency because of that
1: yeah, I know. I think Trump wasn't a great leader, but I think he exposed the whole system, like how much they hated him and how willing they were to fight against him and how they were willing to bend truth and and censor Twitter and get censor him from Twitter. It just showed you like, wow, the there, there's really a system against this guy.
0: One hundred percent. That was the biggest thing. Well, listen, Jake, I feel like we could talk for five hours.
1: So, yeah, so yeah, it was great uh, yeah. great chatting. I'm sure we'll do this another time.
0: 100% next time you're in Austin. Oh. And so now I'm pretty sure Alex is here because Alex Jones is filming right yeah, after you. I, I don't
1: hear him yelling, so I don't know.
0: Maybe I feel like he should be here unless he's super late. But um, thank you so much for coming on. Well, Where can people search you up and what people sh- what should people look out for?
1: Um, Jake Shields, ADJ Twitter, just Jake Shields Instagram. Got my clothing line, uh, American Jiu-Jitsu at AmericanFight.com. Um, I think that's about it.
0: Amazing so, go follow Jake and I will see you guys in the next
1: episode. Bye. Thank you